to Shaking Not New, the podcast that spent 40 years perfecting its genitals. So the half hour you've spent designing your dangly bits in Cyberpunk 2077 is nothing by comparison. I am your host, King Dingling himself, Fuzzy Dong, uh, Dan, uh, and joining me today is a man who anatomically identifies himself as a Ken doll. It's Mr. Doody Dutram. How are we, sir? I actually identify as a toaster. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Someone's making waffles. Um, well, <laughs> now be honest. I know that we're going to talk about it today, but how long did you spend uh, customizing your avatar? I can't lie about it either because of, of course I had the the capture card rolling as soon as Cyberpunk's on. I'm like, let's get some like opening capture card, and I spent about forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of it's amazing because it, it basically you get into this game and you literally before you even get to the title card to let you into the game, you're designing your character. So it's pretty cool. Um, and uh, yes, yes, yes. The bits, the dangly bits. Wow, there there are some wobbly dangly dong physics there that are impressive to say the least. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, you, I mean, you can go. You, yeah, it, there's a, it I, leaves I, little <clears> to the imagination. Let's it, it leaves very. It, it leaves no imagination. Um, <laughs> uh, the only imagination that is withheld is what you can decide yourself. <laughs> like, look, the I will just say the only information that is left missing to your imagination is what his asshole looks like. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that that is all that you do not see in this thing. Uh, it's pretty amazing. We will talk about that in more detail later on. Let's get to the news first cab off the rank, though. Um, and first cab off the rank for the news, as I said previously. Can you tell I'm stalling? I'm padding. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man Miles Morales has had an update for the PS5 uh, that has uh, included ray tracing and 60 frames per second at the same time. Really? Um, yes. Wow. Uh, so previously, you, you you could do it. You could basically choose either or. Um, you could have a lower frames per second with ray tracing um, or the 60 frames per second upgraded uh, version. Now you can have both of them together. Um, and I think it's only like a... It, it was a fairly sizable update to the game. But yeah, basically has changed the whole thing. So... I mean, that game looked gorgeous as it was. It's I have not updated it yet because I've been too busy playing this other one. Um, but yes, that's in play and it look, apparently it looks amazing. So I'm very excited to be trying that out. Yeah, I'm uh, Davo from Super Movie Bros is playing it at the moment as well, and yeah, some people are enjoying it. That's that's right on. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's definitely one of those ones. If you enjoyed the first Spider-Man game, it is very much more of the same in a, you know, telling different stories, different characters, you know, different things going on, different abilities. There's new cool suits, all sorts of stuff is happening. So it really expands the universe that they set up. Um, it is a much shorter game, I will say, as far as the story length is concerned. So hopefully they'll be adding some DLC to it or, you know, looking to add other bits to, you know, expand on it. Um, but the fact that they've added this, the, you know, this new functionality in there is pretty amazing. I'm hoping to see more games do this now. So we've got, you know, PS5 versions or Xbox Series X versions of, you know, the next, you know, you know old gen bumped up to the new gen. I'd love to see these, you know, these uh, focused on a bit more. So we get all of these, you know, cutting edge next gen games it'll be amazing yeah there was a thing i didn't notice as well um when the series x not series x the xbox one x uh came out a couple of years ago that um yep. for some games they did not a not a remake or a remaster but just sort of like a 
sort of like they remove the the Vaseline from the lens on some games, just making it the, the lines a bit sharper and stuff like that. Um, yep. And they did that for Gears of War 2. Um, and I'm just looking at some side-by-side comparisons because, of course, I've been going back to Gears of War and it's just, it's fucking, it's cool. Um, just seeing sort yeah. of like sharper lines, but the graphics aren't changed. Um, yeah. I've seen it a bit too as well with some of the uh, their, their, uh, PlayStation uh, collection that they've got going on at the moment. Um, so if you're uh, you know, subscribed to their premium service, you get these you know, a whole bunch of games thrown at it. They've basically got this uh, version called the Unlimited Frame Rate version. Um, so they used to have these games being produced at 60 frames per second and the PS4 couldn't handle it for whatever reason. So they went for fidelity over frames per second and you know, worked fine. Now they're basically unlocking it for um, for the next gen. So the games are still you know, running those same graphics and all the rest of it. It's just uh, referred to as the uh, unlimited frame rate, which is basically, basically the 60 frames per second that we've been wanting to see. So pretty cool. I mean... I was never a big compi- uh, like proponent of, oh, you have to have it. But now that I have it, I'm like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> don't want to go back. <laughs> it is it is noticeable when you play stuff like that as well. Like Gears 5 oh, yeah. multiplayer runs at 120 frames per second in 4K and you're sitting there going, whoa, um, when you're just seeing how sort of fluid and smooth shit can be. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, yes, we'll look at that. Um, Spider-Man's there. I'm sure there'll be other games coming along very soon with that as well. Uh, the NBA 2K21 game that I've been playing is pretty amazing at that uh, that high frame rate. Also, the um, FIFA 21 has had some frame rate drops, Oh, I've noticed, um, with the PS5 version. So that's been a little bit disappointing. That only came out on Saturday, so I've been playing a bunch of that. And there's a lot of stutters in the, you know, when the the frame rate's just not quite catching up. So yeah, that's um, that'll be interesting to see if that gets fixed as well. But yes, it's the new gen. We're all excited. We're living in the next gen, dirty. It's amazing. I mean, I'm completely <laughs> fine for that. I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> loving my fucking Series X. Excellent. Well, look, and yes, look, I did want to talk about it as well. A little piece of news that I'm having, and I know that there's a few people out there having some minor issues with PS5. Now, the fan, totally not a problem anymore. So PS4, the fan sounded like you were you know, having a, a quiet day down at Avalon Airport at the end of the tarmac. Just <coughs> planes coming in overhead all the time. It was terrible. Every time it had to do a bit of work, the fan kicked in. This time around, the fan is completely silent, but the disk drive makes a lot of noise. Ooh. So if you're running a game with uh, off the disk, occasionally it has to sort of check in to make sure, you know, update some information, all the rest of it. Um, it, it actually makes a heck of a lot of noise uh, to a point where I've had, you know, been playing a game, uh, a, a different game, a digital version, and have had a disk for another game in there, and it's still yeah, occasionally checks the disc, and yeah, it's it's not good. It's not very silent. Are there so, many games that you've you've purchased physical copies of on your PlayStation Five? Uh, not so much. Like yeah, I, I'm, I've purchased the uh, Miles Morales. I purchased as a physical copy, mm-hmm. uh, but everything else that I've had has been digital upgrades from the PS4 versions that I've had. Yep. Um, so digital codes, all the rest of it. Um, for the most part, yeah, it's, it's all digital upgrades. But you know, I have got some PS4 games that I still play, uh, and they require the disc. So it's um, it's very interesting to see. It only happens occasionally, uh, but when it does, it is very very noticeable. And it is, you know, I get that PTSD from the ps4 fan uh so hopefully that's um that's something they can uh, they can rectify in uh, some some hardware patches but very interesting to see that there are some issues uh, when you are playing off disc 
Yeah, and, so, and Sony has come out and said as well, like that's how their hardware is mapped, that they can they can drop in a patch and make things quieter. I think we reported on that going, how the fuck are they going to do that? But apparently they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's it might just be... Yeah, it might just be something to do with how like how fast the disc spins. I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely noticeable. So hopefully, fingers crossed, they can do something about it um, because uh, that's uh, yeah, that's not good. Not good at the start of the life cycle. <laughs> no, yeah, but also as well, like if something goes wrong, then it's definitely under warranty. <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, yes, moving on, let's talk about the next piece of news. Google has released its year-on trends report. So basically, once a year, it comes out with a whole bunch of trends about you know what was most popular and what was happening and all the rest of it. Uh, you'll be pleased to know, Duty, that uh, where to buy toilet paper was number two on the list. That does not surprise uh, where me. To buy, <laughs> where to buy face masks was number three. And number one, though, Fortnite where, to buy, where to buy... The PS5. Fortnite porn is not on there. <laughs> um, or Lysol sprayers, which is just disinfectant. So, yes, that is there. And hand sanitizer. So, Fortnite porn is surely on that list somewhere. Um, yes, oh. PS5 came in at number one. Series X came in number four. Uh, but, yes, the PS5 beat out toilet paper for the number one most searched uh, where to buy option on Google. Pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't what surprise me. People, people are fucking loving the the PlayStation Five and and everything. So yeah, that that hundred yeah. percent does not surprise me. I mean, I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about this year. PS Five, toilet paper, face mask, Xbox. Like <laughs> that's the top four searches this year. And uh, like staying uh, home and shitting themselves stupid. Uh, a thirty eighty <laughs> graphics card, thirty ninety graphics cards. <laughs> Oh yes, it's uh, it's quite quite fascinating that that's come up. So yes, thank you Google, uh, that has given me minutes of entertainment. Um, moving on, PAX East, uh, we've had some PAX announcements. So just be warned, I'm just going to put it out there as a bit of a caveat. COVID still around, obviously in some places, uh, but they have announced dates for PAX East uh, and PAX West uh, happening next year. Um, so PAX East is on the third of June. Uh, through to the 6th of June in Boston. PAX West is in Seattle from the 3rd to the 6th. I mean, that's uh, my wedding pa- anniversary. So, uh, <laughs> PAX, if you want to send hey. me for my wedding anniversary, my wife would hey. hate you. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't have a particular anniversary in June, but, you know, June in Boston, sure. <laughs> I'm um, we've also <laughs> We've also got PAX Unplugged. Uh, that's going to be uh, hosted in Philly between December 10th and 12th. Uh, so... Big shows next year. Obviously, good to see PAX coming back at some point. Uh, they haven't announced information about PAX Australia, which we've gone to a few times. Uh, I love PAX. I think it's one of my favourite cons to go to. Um, it's just, there's just so much going on. There's so much different stuff happening. I feel like some of those other cons, they kind of be become a little bit samey. Um, but yeah, PAX oh, is yeah. always a lot of fun. Um, and the big news, obviously, the most important news that everyone who goes to PAX wants to know about badges uh, will be going on sale at a later date as well. So they are definitely organising the badges. Don't worry. They are coming back. Um, yeah, people I've, love those little pins and stuff like that, eh? My God. I've got I've got a friend who goes every single year and his, it's his mission to collect all the fucking badges. He loves it. So if you're into badges, they're coming back and you will be able to purchase them. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's really cool. I, I do like that they're, uh, they're announcing the dates now. Hopefully there'll be safe environments for people to attend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know this year they did some a bunch of the unplugged stuff. So mm. um, there were conferences you could watch online. 
that worked really well. I thought that was really fun. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully we can actually get some physical sites uh, safe and ready to use for people next year. Yeah, it was really cool as well with with, with online packs. Of course, um, we 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 did attend uh, packs last year. We got to interview John Mamai for CD Project Red for Cyberpunk, which was fucking cool. Um, wow. On topic, um, but it's also like a, what I like about packs compared to, um, of course, we go to Comic Con. We don't really go to Supernova anymore because. Look, reasons. I'm, I'm not a fan of Supernova, uh, and Armageddon no longer exists. So, like, I do enjoy going to yeah. Comic Con because don't get me wrong, I like going and buying my comics and my collectibles and stuff like that. But PAX just feels like Comic Con is. It just feels like a lot of stores, and and that's great because yep. there's stores coming from uh, different states in the country, and it's fantastic because I'll be able to buy posters or rare comics or collectibles or whatever it might be. But PAX feels like a car expo. Like, there's, like, those big hanging <laughs> LED light circle things, and they're throwing yeah. T-shirts out, and they're throwing posters out. It, it feels like an experience rather than just, like, a giant marketplace. Like, I love them both, but, like, you know, from, from PAX, you know, we've we've met our contacts at Ubisoft. We've met our contacts through Bethesda. You know, I've met, you know, I met the G-Man at fucking at, at PAX. Like, it's, it's a really cool experience where, like, everyone just comes together and talks about games and shares their love of games. Where comic books is, yes, there's a love of comic books, but you always get that argument of, no, my Batman could beat up your Batman. <laughs> um, well, you don't really have that with PAX, I found. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, there's uh, there's so much going on that there's it's very hard to like get cornered into those arguments. Um, now you do have a lot of fun. There's a lot of always a lot of really good talks. I've watched a bunch of them this year as well um, on the online version. So yeah, looking forward to PAX coming back. Come back soon, PAX. We miss you and all the releases that you bring along with you. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's uh, that's the news this week. It's, oh, I completely uh, I completely spaced before you, uh, you before we recorded. You said, is there anything else we need to add to it? I completely spaced. There is gear. 5 free DLC coming for the Ooh. campaign um, or oh, it's not free if you have Game Pass Ultimate it is free otherwise if it's a standalone expansion of $20 I think it is sure. uh, so I have Game Pass Ultimate I highly recommend you get Game Pass Ultimate because it's fucking worth it but it it's is so uh, story <laughs> DLC for Gears 5 um, and it is called Hive Busters um, and you play as the three characters that do the escape uh, game mode and it's a story campaign DLC where it looks like we take on some new enemy variants so um, I'm looking forward to it it comes out the 15th of December so it'll be the 16th here yeah nice okay yeah. completely stay tuned that. for that one <laughs> the, yeah. I, I see i definitely asked you i definitely knew you did you asked twice and i'm like nah nah i can't think of anything <laughs> well, totally fine <laughs> but now that we've got that out of the way thank you for that team um we're going to be uh talking about our sponsor they are culture shock collectibles they are your number one stop for all your nerdy collectible needs duty have you seen some stuff on their page lately that uh, has just got you going? Did you, did you Look, like the new uh, Dark Knight um, Batman that's come through? I did not. Um, th- <laughs> oh, okay. That is, that, is, that is not to do, of course, with our sponsor. That is to do with Hot Toys. Um and look, I like what Hot Toys do sometimes, uh, or most of the time. They'll be like, here is a new figure for a character in The Mandalorian, um, which yep. we'll probably get soon because that was a big episode last week. Um, here is oh, yeah. here is some stuff from, you know, uh, the MCU, or here is some Spider-Man stuff. And out of nowhere, they've just gone, here's Dark Knight Rises Batman with the Batpod. Like, who the fuck wants this? Like, the Dark... Like, it's... The Dark Knight Rises isn't really relevant anymore. 
if that makes sense. Like, it, it, it's, yep. it was one of those things, like, imagine them going, like, if they did an 89 Batman, because 89 Batman is awesome. They did mm. a, a Batman Returns. Apparently, they're doing a Batman Forever. Um, God knows if they'll do Bat Nipples. But it, it's sort of like, hey, we're doing, here's the Dark Knight Rises Batman with the Bat Pot. I'm like, look, no. Like, y- oh, y- it's not just the Bat Pot, though, buddy. It is also the, um, he's got a duck face. Um, I was just sent you a message in our chat. Um, check it, you, you definitely have to check it out because it is Batman doing duck face, which is unpleasant. Oh, yeah. That's that's just that's just Christian Bale's natural face. <laughs> Looks like a pursed asshole. Um, yes, no, he, it is. It's very interesting. I, I agree that the timing of it's weird, but I think it's still a pretty cool toy. Like it, it looks authentic at least to the movie, which is uh, which is what you want. Yeah, it, it does look exactly like the movie. It is the same yeah. uh, bat suit that he wears in The Dark Knight. Um, I think, yeah, so from Batman Begins to The Dark Knight, the suit changes. Then, of course, uh, he gets the bat pod in The Dark Knight, and then he gets the the bat in uh, yes. in, in the last one. Um, look, yeah, it's cool. I, I, I'm more excited to see what else Hot Toys do. Of course, with last week's Mandalorian episode, they're definitely going to do a figure on that because that is going to sell like fucking hotcakes. Oh, yeah. Um, especially- I mean, they did the Tuscan Raider last week. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, if you're going to do a fucking Tuscan Raider, you, you need to do last week's episode. Uh, yes, I'm not going to talk no about spoilers. it because some people might not have seen it, um, but watch out because there will be a point where I'll just go, look, a natural progression of time has elapsed where if you haven't watched it, too bad. Um, but yeah, but of course, uh, Michael from Culture Shock has contacted me saying, hey, your Darth Maul is on the way. Um, I did order the the solo version of Darth Maul. So he's got his robot legs. Uh, he's got that weird cushiony seat thing he sits on, but we only see him in hologram form and solo. Uh, he's got the uh, the lightsaber that he uses in Star Wars Rebels. So it's got that like half uh, Inquisitor hook blade sort of thing to it. Um, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll take some photos when it arrives as well. And I also believe your Christmas presents have arrived. So I ordered Ooh. five of them and four of them have come into stock. So I'm like, all right, cool. Mine will <laughs> be the last... M- me. Everyone's got their designated f- thing, um, and mine is the last one to arrive. So I was like, that's cool. That's fine. I've already sorted out who's getting what. Uh, and then Michael's like, hey, this one won't arrive till maybe January. I'm like, that's cool. That one's me anyway. So that's that's all cool. That's fine. Excellent. Mm. There you go. Ah, very cool. So, um, yes, there we go, cultureshockcollectibles.com. They are your place that you go for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Might be a little bit too late for Christmas, but it's never too late to stop collecting. Uh, get onto them now for some awesome, awesome hot toys and other things. Uh, Dirty, we've got a lot of games to talk about this week, though. We do. Let's get into it straight away. Uh, first cab off the rank is the Rainbow Six Siege DLC. We've got some new stuff that's come through. This is the the laser one, right? Yeah, so this is what Rainbow Six Siege does when they do their yearly pass, uh, is they drop four different seasons throughout the year. Each season will give you a a map rework, or it'll give you a new operator, or operator rework, and stuff like that. Um, So the last uh, press event that we went to, thanks to Ubisoft, was the launch of the Year 5 DLC, which was at Fortress Melbourne. Um, that we got to go to. Fuzzy got to play on the big screen. We got to see him running around his fuse with the riot shield and he didn't know how to crouch. It was quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a different... uh, The the laptop, (laughs) keyboards and shit. Uh, 
Yes, it was it was a, it was a great time had by all, and it is the end, the last DLC of the of the season, uh, and it is giving us a map rework of Skyscraper, which is a uh, somewhat older map. It's not a completely original map, but it is a somewhat older map. But it gives us a new defender called Aruni, um, and her ability is that she throws these sort of little generators onto floor hatches, roof hatches, uh, windows, or doors, um, and they're essentially a incinerator laser grid so any gadget that gets thrown through it like a grenade or or a drone or whatever it might be they're instantly destroyed Um, any operator who runs through the laser grid loses 60 health points Mm. Um, so they uh, 60 or 40 I think I'm fairly sure it's 60 off the top of my head but they lose a heap of health Um, that if you throw this gadget she has three of the gadgets that she can deploy anywhere she wants um if she throws them onto doors there's a little gap at the bottom of the door to let the drones go underneath them um so it doesn't completely seal off the room um Mm -hmm. but it is a it is a indestructible gadget um so the way that the gadget works is she'll shoot it from her uh, from her wrist uh it'll attach onto whatever surface you've chosen to attach it to if a gadget gets thrown through it or if an enemy or uh, an attacker runs through the gate and takes the, the health damage, uh, the generator will power off. Uh, it'll essentially go, all right, I've used my charge and it, it sort of it recharges itself, but it doesn't automatically turn itself back on. There's sort of this, the generator will start to spark and when it, the blue light on top of the generator turns on, any defender who shoots the blue light again turns the laser grid back on. Um, so it's, it's sort of a... I, I, I don't know how familiar you are with some of the siege defenders, but there's Castle who puts up like bulletproof barricades um, mm. and they're used to sort of slow the attacking team down, especially if they don't have any form of explosives, where Aruni's gadget does the same sort of thing. It's used to slow people down or to tunnel them to go through certain avenues or if they are starting to come through one particular doorway or hallway or something like that, the laser grid will go, hey, that laser grid's down. Someone's gone through it. Someone's thrown something through it, whatever it might be. Um, she's a really cool operator. She's also the first operator that um, has prosthetics. So she has a prosthetic arm and a prosthetic leg. Uh, and from that as well, she actually has, uh, she can sort of do uh, damage to walls, like uh, unbarricaded walls that other operators can't. So normally other operators would just use the butt of their gun to sort of try and smack a hole in a wall, where she will just literally, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5 punch a hole through the wall and it will put like a big viewport in the actual hole so like okay if you yeah. wanted to see what's behind a wall rather than just you know trying to shoot at it and giving your position away you can just put your fist through the wall and it will just show you what's behind it <laughs> it's, um, pretty cool. it's pretty baller she's also the first operator that is armed as a defensive operator she's armed with a uh, a long action rifle so with a marksman rifle um, most defense defensive operators have like submachine guns or shotguns some here and there have an assault rifle and some have a light machine gun but she actually has a, a long range rifle um, which can be really cool for holding down like long viewports and shit like that. But when it comes into close range, someone's rushing you with a machine gun. It's going to be very awkward with using a rifle to try and sort of swing and hit them with it. Um, sure, yeah. We did also get some new updates here and there with uh, Habana, who's a hard breacher. She normally traditionally fires her gadget out at six pellets at a time. You can now change that to fire six pellets, four pellets or two pellets. It's just a little sort of conservation of ammo and creating viewport sort of tactic. Um, and yep. we did get a update for a defensive character called Tachanka who uh, uses uh, tr- previously when he originally released his gadget was a deployable LMG turret that he could just sort of drop down and then he could just use it and it would do a heap of damage sort of thing they've yeah. changed his gadget to a incendiary grenade launcher that fires from this like old school <laughs> civil war styled gun um, and cool. his main weapon <laughs> is now the LMG that he used to use as his gadget um, so it, they've sort of completely reworked how he works, um, and it's it's been a really interesting season. Rainbow Six Siege for me is one of those games that 
the DLC comes out, I play the living shit out of it. People either find some way to cheat or hack or there's <laughs> I've, I've got video footage of someone shooting through a wall and just killing me and the round's over. And I'm like, you d- how did you know I was there sort of shit? Um, it is one of those games that you always go, you know, fuck this game. And then the next night you're back or, you know, two days later, you go, yeah, fuck it, let's keep going. Um, you're a masochist, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a really interesting year so far for Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I think I'll probably talk about it more when it comes to the Game of the Year episode because, you know, of course, it's going to be on there somewhere for me. Um, <laughs> but this this is, this is a pretty decent way to wrap up Year 5's DLC by giving us an operator who essentially ha- has a laser grid for gadgets, um, has, like, prosthetic arms that can just punch through fucking walls, um, and giving us weapons that defensive operators never really had, like a long-range rifle. Um, so... So if you're sort of, you know, you deliberately leave the point that you're supposed to secure and hold and you're sitting in a long corridor looking into the doorway that goes into that room, you've got distance, you've got a great line of sight, you know, shit that normal defensive operators may not necessarily have due to their loadouts. Um, it's a really cool DLC. Out of a score, I'd actually probably give this a four out of five as a as a DLC season for this alone. I'm really looking forward yeah. to seeing what Ubisoft does next for year six um, because you got to start getting to that point now of going, what other operators and abilities can we have before we run out of ideas? Um, so, yeah, but they, they still just keep thinking of really great fucking ideas that, like, completely change how the game works. And it, it's sort of like when Overwatch added a new op, uh, a new hero in or villain or whatever you want to call it into Overwatch. But Overwatch was just like, oh, cool, it's another healer that just, you know, shoots a grenade launcher, whoop-dee-dee. Where this one's <laughs> like, all right, that one might have a fucking long-range rifle, so we need to check our corners before we start going into the house. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd give it a, yeah, four to five. Yeah, nice, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been a, a game that's been around for years and constantly updating, so you yeah. can't always be kicking goals, mate. They uh, they seem to have uh, gone okay, but not great, it sounds like, this year. Yeah, the, the the first operators that released when when we went to the launch event, Mila Jovovich was she's okay. She has like a, a, a sort of a decoy <laughs> drone that you can use, and you can use it to sort of figure out where people are. The Kool Aid yeah. Man, honestly, I think he fucking sucks. Um, yeah. But look, yeah, I'll get I'll get more into that when it comes to um, when it comes to the game of the year episode because I'll I'll probably go through the the season the year as it was for for Siege. Fair, for enough, fair yeah. enough. We won't get you to spoil it all now. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Dirty. Uh, let's move on to the other one, the big one that launched today. We're gonna do a quick little sort of impressions hands-on impressions kind of thing now uh, but we will be doing a full review next week uh, mm-hmm. we want to talk a little bit about cyberpunk 2077 um, we got some early access and i played probably about six hours last night probably a couple today as well so you know i've put in a good solid eight hours of this already and yeah there's there's a lot to go on with um, but dude you've played a couple yourself yeah, so um, uh, later on in the episode, I'll be talking about what else I was playing. But I was playing something else as the game was installing, um, and last night, when you know, thanks to Bandai Namco Australia as well, they they provided us with codes of Cyberpunk. And yes. as soon as it was like, "Yep, here you go, lads. Thank you very much." You know, here's your codes. I'm like, "Cool, I'm installing it." And it's like. The internet's a bit slow. Someone's watching Netflix. <laughs> and it's 100 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, someone's watching Netflix. The internet's a bit slow. Uh, someone's yeah. on Hey You. Uh, someone's doing this. I'm like, all right, cool. This is probably going to take me until tomorrow. But I, I have gotten about three hours in today. Um, so, of yeah. course, I, I can't provide a, a massive in-depth uh, analysis of uh, or review. I can I can just provide my impressions at this stage. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it, it, is, it is the game. It, it is... It doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it just makes driving fun. Like it's 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 yeah 
Yep. It's like it's like driving a Toyota to driving a Mercedes. Like a Toyota is a good, reliable car, but a Mercedes is like, oh, it just feels like fun now. Um, <laughs> they 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 don't. Yeah, they. I don't really think they they do much new in regards to. Oh, it's, it completely changed how video games work. You know, like every year when Call of Duty comes out, it's completely different. Where this is like yeah. this is everything is polish in regards to its its tone and its atmosphere and its and its uh, structure and layout in regards to its inventory system and its crafting system and its hacking system and all that sort of stuff like that there have been a couple of bugs here and there and i, I wouldn't oh, really yeah. call them bugs ha- but more have you had restarts yet i haven't had restarts but i know okay. that there's a uh, this is a tip for xbox players as well that if the game sort of freezes hit the guide button so the the big you know xbox button on your controller it brings up the guide and then as soon as you bring that up the game just goes back to normal um it just Ah, sort of it stutters for a second i have noticed that like there was a scene where uh, one of the characters was supposed to walk uh, call an elevator and walk into the elevator uh, and he just walked straight through the elevator doors and was in the elevator Um, there's there's a there's a bunch of bugs that are coming through at the moment i've i've had several uh, crashes so far um so basically just the game uh, stalls and yeah you send your error report and you have to restart it um so that's that's a little bit disappointing um hopefully there's some stability patches coming through there was a rumored like massive day one patch but i haven't seen anything of it yet so i don't know maybe they're just getting it out of the way and they'll bring it in very shortly but yeah i'm i'm yeah, there's, there's stability issues. There are um, some bugs all over the place. I've seen lots of graphical hitches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one part where a guy got, like, I, I killed a guy, and he, like, the elevator doors closed on him, and then the body went up. <laughs> it's the elevator went down, and his legs uh. just got stuck at the top, and they were just wobbling around. And there was this, like, very serious part of the game and lots of, you know, emotional things going on, and then there's these, just these legs just dangling around. So... Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff like that that I would imagine that they've had to fight with for a very very long time, um, which is why this game's taken so long to get to this stage. But yeah, there there's a more than a few bugs at the moment, which is ex- to be expected, I think, for a game of this size. Yeah, and, and that that's also one thing I wanted to to to, you know, to bring up amongst Chilean lads as ourselves. Um, yes, there is a there was a company, of course, that reviewed the the game. You type in Cyberpunk review on YouTube. Of course, this large corporation comes up. Um, they talk about the game, and then they they spend like maybe two or three minutes in their video review going like, "There's bugs, there's issues, there's problems," and then they're like, "Great game, nine out of 10. And I'm like. Dude, you can't spend this long talking about yeah. bugs and issues and then immediately give the game a 9 out of 10. That's not there's to say a, that the game... There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not to say that the game isn't good. It is an enjoyable game from what I've been playing so far. Give all... You know, that is being said, I've been playing it for about three hours. Um, <laughs> it, it is an enjoyable game. Yes, there are some technical bugs here and there, but, like, it's... it's we got these sort of similar bugs with Assassin's Creed. Like, I had a longboat spawn in from the middle of nowhere. Um... I, I can't really think of many games that release absolutely perfectly with no bugs at all. Like, yeah. maybe God of War from a couple of years ago, like two years ago. Um, it definitely wasn't Spider-Man. Spider-Man had a fuckload of bugs, and then they patched out Witcher had bugs, and that's the thing with CD Projekt Red is 
when they released The Witcher, they just kept fixing things and then adding mm. things for free for players and then fixing things and then here's some DLC. They they don't just release a game and then drop you know throw it to market and go, what are we working on next? They spend like three or four years after the game's release fixing things, adding new things, creating customization. I don't think it'll be too long until CD Projekt Red come out and go, look, well, you know, there's there's been ask for it. We're having a third-person mode for this game. Um, that wouldn't surprise would- me. Yeah, it'd it'd be it'd be nice. I mean, that, that's a, a very frustrating part. You you spend so long developing your character outfits, and you do pick up a lot of gear. Like this is loot crazy. This game, um, so you can constantly change the look and feel of your character and all sorts of stuff in weird and wonderful ways. And um, yeah, you can't see your character like after all that. Like the only time you see him is in a mirror or like swiveling the camera around when you're in the car like it's a little bit disappointing so um yeah i i would assume yeah it's kind of like the reverse of what happened with gta 5 you know how they uh, they all of a sudden they change it around so they get a first person mode absolutely give me a third person mode because i think there's some amazing detail that i would like to see and like to capture as part of it but look there's just there's so much to do this game is immense um, I've done. I mostly focused on that first eight hours and doing the main storyline, mm-hmm. and only after about that time, probably about seven hours in, did I cover off the main stuff that's kind of been spoiled in the trailers for the game. Um, so those are all like all the, the missions you might have seen already. They're all in that first sort of eight hours of the main quest storyline. But now that I've gotten out of it, I might I must have like sixty missions that I can do, and everywhere's there's stuff to collect and there's random events happening and there's you know, I know you go past an area and there's just gangs and you just have to hunt down these gangs and kill these big you know these bad guys within the gangs that they're protecting. Like there's just so much going on, mm. and it's. It, it's uh, the the scale of what they've achieved here is is unreal. Like they the 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 level of detail, the fun that you can have in this game is is so much. Like very very cool. Like you look at a lot of those games um, with those open worlds, and there's a lot of those. You talk about the procedural generated worlds and all the rest of it. This is a very detailed world that they've had to create every single little bit, and it stays there and it just does its thing. It's so awesome. It's it really cool. It's, so, it's just even the the small things like there, there's very early on in the game there's like a scene where like you know, I can't I, I I was literally just fucking playing it it was one <laughs> of you one of your mates um, is like waiting for you outside of your apartment block and sure. he's just like you know eating you know takeout food at a, at a little you know stall sort of thing and just the attention to detail that there's stickers and there's a bit of wear and tear on the thing and you can see the food being cooked and just the it's yeah. it's the world of cyberpunk this night city is a mixture of of course, Blade Runner, but it's also Matrix oh, yeah. in regards to some of its technology and jacking in and fucking all that sort of stuff. But it's also like at the, the very start of the game when you call like an ambulance or whatever, and it's very Fifth Element. Um, so it's it's <laughs> just this fantastic world that they've made, and it's making me go, you know what? I kind of want to watch Blade Runner. Um, oh yeah, like there's yeah. lots of Blade Runner vibes. There's just a couple of missions, especially like you know when you're going up some of the big mega towers that they've got, and there's you know smoky atmosphere outside. You just you can't really see what's going on, but you're all dressed up and in these nice suits, you know, future suits, and all the it's, it's just and it's really it does give you very strong Blade Runner vibes. But it's like if Blade Runner was an action movie, so there's that kind of yeah. thing to it. It's it's very much. 
there are a, there's a lot of story in there and there's a there's a section which goes for a, a good 30 minutes to 45 minutes of just like kind of you're skipping between story bits and it's really interesting like it's a, like a mini movie within uh, within what's going on it kind of sets up the game for where you progress to and just really detailed uh just yeah really gives you those very big you know <laughs> the big cyberpunk type themed um, uh, themes and yeah Blade Runner like you say Fifth Element absolutely in there about anything sort of mildly futuristic but slightly achievable and it's it's kind of there so yeah it's it's a, it's pretty good I'm enjo- I'm enjoying my time there so far um, I'm looking forward to like in the next little while just ex- like going out and trying a few different things so, you know, getting my cyberware, so all the bits that you attach to your bodies and all the, yeah, the cool the weapons. Mantis arms. Yeah, oh, the mantis arms look pretty cool. I haven't found them yet, but I will be uh, looking to get them. But, um, yeah, there's just some, there's a, a whole bunch of cool weapons you can try. Anyone who's into, like, you know, Borderlands, like the, the weapon, like the gun pawn that you have in that is exactly the same kind of feeling here. Because you can pick up five of the same type of gun, but they all have different stats, um, different buffs, all sorts of things. You can upgrade them. Um, you can add little bits and attachments to them, so you can change, like, make physical changes to them um, to give different outcomes. And it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, like you say, I, th- I think this game it doesn't really, like you say, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it does make the wheel really fucking fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I for for me when it comes to RPG like games, um, like uh, before Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out, I reinstalled Skyrim. Then when I played Valhalla, I'm like, well, this is my medieval uh, sort of RPG game. I'm uninstalling Skyrim. Um, yeah. For Cyberpunk, I did the same thing with the Outer World. So to to sort of sort of prep myself up for, for Cyberpunk, I installed the Outer Worlds and I was having fun with it and stuff like that. And now that the Outer Worlds, uh, well, now that Cyberpunk is out, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, this has got my, you know, sci-fi futuristic or, you know, my, it's got my Han Solo sort of RPG down. Like, I deliberately made my character like a Han Solo, Malcolm Reynolds style sort of character <laughs> or, or want to. Um I've 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 enjoyed with what I've been playing so far. Of course, next week I'll be I'll be taking. We'll both be sort of actually giving our reviews on it. Um, I do yeah. find the driving controls a little loose. Um, I, they're, I don't they're know a about little yourself. bit they're a little bit squishy. I think like there's just not a not enough that you can. Well, I'm maybe still not- trying to find like you know like and because there's such a big variety of cars and they all do drive differently. Uh, yeah. Watch Dogs Legion. I'm looking at you. Uh, these these cars all drive different, feel different. Um, but they are very sluggish on the turns. They don't get quite that um, that Hollywood slide through the corners that you really want to get. Um, yeah, they, so. they feel sort of hyper reactive, a little bit like a formal, like when you play F one yeah. the first time, and you, you turn left, and you go, "Holy shit!" I like hard turn left. Um, the, I the, found the, it a lot easier to drive from behind as well, um, specifically as yeah. well. I found I actually with found this first because, person. Uh, you, you can change it when you're driving from first to third. Yeah. Um, so yeah, driving from behind is much easier, especially when you are uh, like when you're used to us. We have right-hand drive cars, and you're mm. driving in a left-hand drive car. It's actually really uh, like it, all of your angles are all put off. So driving from behind is actually quite a lot easier. Um, so yes, it's a it's a very interesting game. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I will just say as well, anyone who's thinking about getting this uh, for anyone under the age of eighteen, please Do not. don't. Do not. This game is the hardest of R18 games that I've ever played. Like, it is 
everything in it is borderline. There is sex, violence, um, mo- like swearing like you wouldn't believe all over the place. Like it, it sounds like Ian on a good night out. Um, it's just, it's really, it's a full on game. And there are moments you just sit back and go, whoa, you can't do that. Like, and it's just, it's so much. And I've heard people talking about, oh, you know, um, my, I'm not getting it for my kid, but other people are going to get it for their kids and his mates are going to get. No, absolutely no. not. There's no way. Like, yeah, you know, I, if, if you're not agree. put off by the, um, you know, li- literally choosing the size of your genitals in the first, like when you're building your character, that's the least of your worries. Like it is, like there is so much that goes on in this game that is inappropriate for anyone under the age of eighteen. Like and only just then, like it's so it's so full on. I, I, I was, you know, pl- playing the game. My wife walked in. I'm in a, a particular a, a bar area and there yeah. is near nude people. Not nude, but near nude people. And she's like, what the fuck are you playing? And I'm like, it's just <laughs> a game. I have to review it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was up front with the, the missus right away because I just said, hey, look, I need you to know that this game is full on and this is the kind of stuff that's going on. She even helped me select the dong size and said, yes, that looks about right. So, uh <laughs> Thank you for the extra large cock. Um, no. <laughs> uh, no, look, I think there's, there's, um, yeah, it is very much a game that you uh, need to warn other people that you're going to be oh, yeah. playing because there are moments that you could walk in on and just it's wow, it's full on. Um, so yeah, they they're pulling no punches, which is great. I like that that they are uh, they're free to do that and they've gone with a definite R18 rating. Um, but still, even still, just be really careful if you've got little eyes around that could be easily offended by graphic, sexual natures, themes, or violence. Yeah, if you thought Grand Theft Auto Five was bad with the strip club, this is this is oh, yeah. that's nothing. That is absolutely nothing compared to this. Yeah, yeah I, I would actually, I'd recommend Grand Theft Auto Five. Play that before you play it, like. Kids play that. That's fine. <laughs> go go play your GTA. That's totally fine by comparison. Yeah, this is it's it's no it's it's a fucking stunning stunning looking oh. game as well. On on oh. on the Series X, it loads stupidly fucking quick, and I can't wait to see when they actually release like a next gen patch to see what that they is, do. That is my one thing at the moment. Like when I'm playing through this game and seeing you know how it is right now. Definitely not see, seeing all of that, you know, the pre-game footage and you know that we saw. Oh, here's our first level. You know, check this out. How good it looks. It doesn't look anything like that. So um, that it does on PC, on, I think. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like the the uh, the PS4 versions and the uh, Xbox One versions do not look anything like that. So please, you know, just lower your expectations for that. Um, but I, yeah, the PC version, obviously, you can crank those settings right up through the roof and they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I'm hanging out for the next gen version uh, because, and you know what? I will go back and play through this again because it's, it's such a good game. There are so many choices you can make that will literally change the way that you're playing, uh, change the outcomes, the people you talk to, all the rest of it. Um, yeah, like you have, you'd almost have to play it again. Uh, to get the full experience, so I'll be doing that again once we get the uh, the next uh, next gen updates. Yeah, and it's a free upgrade as well, I believe. Yeah, well, awesome. Uh, I, w- I was going to just join you as well, duty on uh, the the commentary that from, from some of the reviewers that have come through because some of them are just wildly all over the place. My favourite one though was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven isn't perfect, but it's ambitious. Ten out of ten. 
Yeah, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you, fuck you. Like, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but you can't give something a perfect score and then go, oh, it's, it's it doesn't do yeah. anything new. No, nah, you, you just shot yourself in the foot. And I, I will say, I don't think I could give this a 10 out of 10. Like, I, I, I really am enjoying it. I think it's there are things that could be better and could be, you know, the bugs in it alone. It reminds me of the Assassin's Creed games when they first launch. Like, yeah. just the amount of bugs that come out the first time, and then they get sort of settled down later on. But, you know, you're always left with that first impression. That, that, that sours a little bit of that score for me. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about scores next week. But, yes, if you're in the market for it, 100% get on board um, and uh, enjoy the heck out of it because it's a very, very good game. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, seconded. <laughs> Excellent. Now, Judy, you've got one more game you want to talk about this week, yeah? Yep, um, it is the DLC, the first bit of... Uh, all the DLC is free for this game, but it is the first bit of free DLC for Avengers that came out earlier this year. Again, mm-hmm. distributed by uh, Bandai Nemco, so two, two birds in the one podcast episode. Um, <laughs> but, uh, of course, Avengers release, I enjoyed Avengers, the, the campaign, the story mode. The multiplayer, however, after a while, it sort of started to feel like Destiny 1. It sort of had no real life to it after its campaign. Um that has sort of changed now with the first DLC that's come out called Taking Aim. Uh, you essentially, as the Avengers, you find Kate Bishop, who is basically like, if you will, the Robin to Hawkeye's Batman, um, who is trying to find Hawkeye because uh, Hawkeye is working alongside Aim and is going uh, into the future and doing shit for Aim. Um, so you're trying to figure out why is Hawkeye working with the enemy uh, and try and save Hawkeye. And it is a pretty good story. Um, the voice acting, of course, is fantastic. The character of Kate Bishop is quite uh, entertaining. She's not like a, f- for me, you know, Black Widow's character in the cutscenes. Fine, her gameplay. Fuck, that was boring. Um, <laughs> where it was the opposite for Miss Marvel, where like her gameplay, yeah, not bad. Her in the cutscenes, can we do it? Yeah, we can. Um, where in this, <laughs> with Kate Bishop, she's a, I wouldn't say Deadpoolly, but she's that little smart arsiness to her. Like enemies appear and she just go, ooh, target practice. Um, <laughs> no, it's a little bit less of a cheerleader then. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And she's she's actually quite entertaining to play considering her sort of, of course, her, her main shtick is archery. Um, and uh, her, her ability is, of course, that she uses a bow and arrow, but she also has a samurai sword on her back. So she's a little bit like um, Ronan from Endgame. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, which is Hawkeye. Hawkeye um, 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. <better> Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, she's stolen some aim tech as well. So her traversal ability is a short range teleport. So she sort of like blinks around the map a little bit like Nightcrawler, um, which works on it's a good idea on paper but i think the execution of how the teleportation works is a bit weak um rather than just like jumping and then hitting a or x or whatever the jump button is again in the air and teleporting you need to have a highlighted sort of button prompt appear and that appears when you're near ledges or where you're near sort of things you can swing off or something like that and you'll teleport to the ledge um and it can be really annoying when you're trying to sort of teleport to or wanting to go to like a vantage point to shoot down because you're an archer. And it's like, well, no, you, you're not reaching the height to reach that ledge. You need to go around to the ledge, um, which I was kind of just sitting there going, no, I have a fucking teleporter. Just let me hit double A, you know, double A once while in the I middle of the air blink. and just teleport I to it. Blink. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it is also kind of interesting that her her gameplay is all based around, of course, archery, but she's actually really fucking cool and useful. Um, her gameplay is a mixture of uh, Iron Man in regards to Iron Man can go from repulses to lasers to rockets, where um, you can change the type of bow, uh, t- change the type of arrows that Kate uses. So she uses a traditional arrow. She uses a three shots at once, which acts a bit like a shotgun, so like close range sort of burst. Yeah. Uh, and she can do a grenade with a, you know a grenade strapped to the end of it, which you know as you pull it down, it actually makes a firing arc um so it's like all right yeah cool you can just you know pull the trigger but it'll just fucking drop um if you want to actually have it fire straight you need to actually pull the bow back um which is really cool her ultimate abilities are well a very high tech gadget she'll be able to teleport around she can do like a, a buff herself sort of uh thing like captain america can buff his own stats to deal more damage um but it's it's this the the way that the story went and i, I don't really want to spoil it i'll spoil it when the next dlc comes out but it's making me excited for what they're doing because they're teasing a somewhat, I wouldn't say Thanos, but like an end game, like end world scenario sort of story. Yeah. Uh, where I'm sitting there going, okay, now you've got me in- involved. I don't give a fuck that AIM has cloned uh, fucking Taskmaster and I have to go kill him for the fourth time. Like, this is an actual story. Like, the world is going to end. We need, you know, everyone back and all that sort of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, it's making me interested to see when Hawkeye comes along, how is that going to be? Because Kate Bishop, of course, is the archer, but is Hawkeye going to be less of close range because Kate Bishop has a sword? How is that going to work? So on and so forth. Um, the story is good. It's only about three, maybe four hours long. Um, it is great cutscenes. There is no structured linear missions in regards to when you like recruit Iron Man. It is a very uncharted sort of structured linear level. Um, where these missions are very multiplayer focused, like hold this point for, you know, five minutes or hack into this satellite or whatever it might be. Just those like rinse and repeat multiplayer style missions. Um, The boss fights are good. The story is good. Kate as a character is actually really fucking fun to play as. Um, And just the team dynamics, like those little quibby talks that they have like in the elevator or when they're fighting and stuff like that's really cool. Um, As a DLC, I actually think this DLC is better than like the core game because the core game was good there was a fuckload of bugs in the core game oh, yeah. um, to the point where i couldn't even really fucking finish it until to the they point patched- where i did not even bother because it was terrible <laughs> well it was, it, was the, it was the point where like i couldn't do the last mission and i contact uh, you know spoke to put a support ticket into square enix and like yeah we're patching it it'll be about two weeks before it's fixed i'm like cool i can't do the last mission um but there's, there's been no bugs like this. I think this is a really good story. If they continue following down this story path of a end world event sort of thing, I think it's going to be better than the main campaign. Um, so I'm going to give this a three point... Oh, actually, I'm going to give it a four, four out of five. It, it, is, mm. it is as good as the Rainbow Six Siege DLC. Okay. Um, Kate Bishop is fun to play as. It's, it's really cool as well. Like if you've finished the main campaign and you've customized Thor or Captain America, you've put different skins and suits on them and stuff like that. They'll keep those skins and suits into the into your campaign so yeah, they'll nice. be your thor it'll be your captain america uh so i'm like running around as unworthy thor with the big fucking metal arm and the, the short hair and all that sort of stuff uh, and then you see him in cutscenes, and it's like fuck that looks cool um yeah I, i'm really enjoying it it's, it's been fun i'm looking forward to the next one i'm hoping it's not like four or five months to the next dlc drop they need to be like every two months i think they need to be Yep, the DLC's dropped. You can replay the campaign whenever you want. Yeah, there are some harder missions and boss types and raids and all that sort of shit to do. Two months later, there's Hawkeye. Two months after that, there's Black Panther. Two months after that, so on and so forth. They need to be very regular with 
the the character drops um, because if they take too long to drop it, people will lose interest, and it might be even lose interest to the point where they uninstall the game. They can't be fucked playing free DLC. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, look, I think they, they needed to be... We talked about, like, the um, usability of the game, like, pe- users dropping off and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think they, they needed to come out with some free DLC just to sweeten the pot a little bit and make sure that people all, actually... All, all uh, of the characters will be free. The only thing you need to pay for, should you want to, is each character has what's called a challenge card. It's like their own battle pass, like when you play Fortnite or whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, the base characters for the game, like Thor, Hawk, uh, Thor, Captain, so on and so forth, everyone has their own challenge cards. If you want Kate Bishop's challenge card or the the free or the DLC character's challenge card, it is a thousand credits, which is about ten bucks. Um, the challenge card just gives you cosmetics; it doesn't change skill points or perks or abilities or anything like that. It's just like if you want Captain, if you want uh, fuck Kate Bishop to be wearing rather than what she's Captain wearing, Captain Bishop. <laughs> If you don't want her wearing what, you know, her original outfit is, if you want her in something more comic book traditional, you can either wait for it to hit the marketplace and spend like 700 credits or maybe 1,400 credits, or you can spend 1,000 credits and then just get the the challenge card and then just do the weekly and the daily challenges and unlock skins and shit like that through there. Or I'm sure Um, it's uh, still attached to packets of five gum. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Uh, I don't even like five gum. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's back in the day. I can't remember what game it was. They uh, the one of the first com- companies to do it attached it to bottles of like Mountain Dew. Um, so it was like Code Red or something like that. And, oh yeah, Mountain yeah. Dew. Yeah, so it was like codes on the back of labels. So they I did that for, Ge- for Gears of War. Gears of War had an energy drink. I think it was Rockstar Energy Drink. And if you yeah. bought a can, you got weapon skins for the game, like just multiplayer just, weapon skins. Just nuts. Um, but yes. <laughs> Oh, well, that's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it at least. Like it's it's been one of those games that I played the beta for, and I I got turned off by the beta, and I think a lot of people did. They try they got to play the beta, have a look at what was going on, and went yeah no. We um, did have a bit of fun with it with you running around as the Hulk and me running sure. around as Iron Man. Like that was the the camaraderie and the the the, yeah. the socialness of it was is fun. But when uh, you're when you're running a game at five frames per second and there's bugs all over the place and things aren't working, like oh yeah, it just it makes the whole experience is like, well, why would I come back and do that? I, I would love a love a smooth gaming experience um, that I can have online with you know limited number of people. We had two people online, you know, just the two of us, and it's still fucked up. Like, I mean, it can't be that fucking hard to make a game work. So, well, it shouldn't be. The, those issues have been resolved. So, okay. if, if that was the reason why you weren't looking at picking it up, but like honestly, if it's like ten bucks or twenty bucks or something like that, uh, uh, I'd look, say maybe even take a look at it again. Come back to me when it's done to get down near the anthem prices, and uh, we'll five dollars. <laughs> I saw a copy of anthem, anthem going for one dollar. Um, so, if you yeah, found it like Friday sales, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> if you find it cheaper, let us know. But yeah, we've seen it going for one dollar. Um, <laughs> Just, just. Um, I've never seen any game sell for that kind of. I, I sort of want to see what it's like now. Like, did they just drop it or did they try to fix it? No, they just dropped it, man. Like a hot steaming turd. It, I don't think nothing's. Uh, I don't think anything's been done to it. So, um, it, it, there may have been minor updates, but I don't think anything major's changed in the core of that game. So, Jesus. Yeah, Def. I, I tell you what, that'd make a good update review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, maybe challenge. maybe I'll take a look at that during the Christmas break and yes, <laughs> see, you, see if you maintain <laughs> your sanity. Uh, but look, until that time, until duty goes massively crazy, um, we're going to be digging our heels in and getting cyberpunked. 
um oh, because yeah. yeah man it's it's so good but yes we will be back next week we'll do a full proper review next week um and let you know how that's going but yeah if you if you're sitting on the fence uh, if you're waiting for with bated breath for our review scores i can tell you right now just get it anyway it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. and then you can come back next week and listen to us and nod your head along and say yes dan yes 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 duty i agree with all of your points yes that's exactly right because uh, that's what you be doing I've got a cyberpunk question. What's a joy toy? Well, uh, we'll take that one <laughs> offline. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, until next week, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you to get all your joy toys packed away and sanitized. And this is Judy reminding you don't leave your joy toys out in the kitchen after you clean them, um, especially if you live with your in-laws.